0: Hi there, welcome to the Purpose Preacher podcast. My name is Dr. Samuel Ekondaya, the Purpose Preacher. This podcast is geared towards helping you discover your life's purpose so you can maximize your potential. Come with me and let's get to the next episode. The kingdom of God is not for the lazy or the idle. Some months ago, I was marking um, the work of my students, and a student submitted a blank sheet of paper for an assignment. This assignment had been given at least a minimum of about seven weeks uh, before the submission deadline. Uh, the student was supposed to write about a thousand five hundred words and seven weeks after the assignment was given this student submitted a blank sheet of paper and while i was about to mark i realized there was a sentence in the blank sheet of paper that reads please help me (laughs) Um, i didn't know what to write that was exactly what was written inside the blank sheet of paper please help me i didn't know what to write ah i i looked at that and I was gutted, I was angry, I was all kinds of emotions because it didn't make sense that this student sat in my class for complete seven weeks right and still had the audacity (laughs) to return a blank sheet of paper with a sentence that says please help me I didn't know what to write. I had a lot of questions in my head. One of them being, couldn't you have you know, told me in class, in one of the weeks, one of the days, that Samuel, I'm struggling with this assignment. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to write, right? <laughs> you know, maybe I could have helped. Maybe I could have asked questions. Maybe I could have you know, put to, you know, through to, 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 you know, to someone who can help you. Maybe you could even have gotten a refund, right? Because you could withdraw from the course when you're two weeks in. All kinds of questions in my head. And of course you know you you probably guessed what I did I immediately failed the student it was zero there was no way to help the student and this reminds me of um uh, one of the statements of one of my supervisors and he often would say nobody can help you with a blank sheet of paper and that's the truth nobody can help you with a blank sheet of paper a blank sheet of paper is often an evidence that you're lazy that you haven't done anything however if that student had submitted something right maybe, maybe with a bit of adjustment, maybe with a bit of help, maybe with something, right? But when there's nothing to work with, right? There's nothing to work with. It means there's nothing to show. There's no result that can be expected from a lazy hand. Let me say that again. No result can be expected from a lazy hand. There's a scientist beckoning on me to help, but you can't help someone with a blank sheet of paper. You can't help when when someone has been lazy. And then later on, I invited the student to my office, and it was just all these excuses from one, you know, from one excuse to another, you know, something happened to my laptop and this and that. And and they were just full full of excuses. And this is why, you know, um, I use that analogy at the beginning because I want you to realize this, that a life of excuses will never please God. Let me say that again just the same way a student that is full of excuses will never please the lecturer or pass a course the very same way a life of excuses will never please god you have to do the work you cannot make up excuses when it comes to the things of god have you ever have you have you have you ever wondered if if the devil is is making excuses in terms of sending people to hell on a daily basis the reason why is like the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of the devil seem to be more proactive is because there's no excuse in in that in that environment. But 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 we take the grace of God for granted in, in, in the kingdom of God that many of us are so lazy. All right, with, 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 with God's call on our lives, with our walk with God. And I pray that this series that we're we're talking about right now uh, is going to really quicken us, awaken us, and ginger us up. Uh, it will be, it will be that, that series that God will use to light and set fire on our buttocks that will help us to revive our passion and our zeal again, in Jesus' mighty name. So have you ever wondered why God does not like lazy or idle people? Has it ever crossed your mind? why god doesn't like lazy people people who are full of excuses people who never get anything done god does not like them god doesn't even call them you know maybe next week i'll talk about how why god doesn't call lazy people right, and so on right and, and why god doesn't like them but the truth is god doesn't like them because why laziness is often associated with with being a sluggard being a sloth all right um and when it comes to the bible all right um uh, you always see things like idleness, uh slotfulness slackness right as the evidence as how god or the bible puts people who are lazy in the bible we say something like the hand of the slack the hand of the lazy so whenever i quote scriptures saying that i'm actually meaning you know um someone who is lazy the reason why god doesn't like lazy people is simply because the kingdom of god is a kingdom of work (laughs) <laughs> if you're if you, if you watching this, help me type that out. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of work. In the kingdom of God, you, you, we're, not, we're never idle. We're not supposed to be idle. We, 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 we cannot be idle. You, <laughs> you cannot be idle. It's a place of work. God himself is a God of work. He's not a taskmaster, but he's a God of work. In fact, the very first thing that we see about the nature of God in the Bible, when you open Genesis chapter one, was that God created heaven and earth. Literally, God is a God of work. So if you call yourself his child, or if you say you are created in his image, how then do you think he made you? He made you also for work. He made you for work. So if the very nature of God is work then laziness is not a part of god in fact we are told that god spent 6 days creating the heavens and the earth right and the seven on the seventh day he rested you don't rest unless you have worked the problem with many people is they want to rest without having worked they, in fact some people don't even want to work at all they say they, they some people will say ah I, i'm for soft life or whatever <laughs> you know um i mean i'm more for soft life as well it's good to 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 rest and all of that but you should have worked before resting you know i always tell my boys you know they're still very young they're about nine and eight and one of the things that um, uh, uh you know i always teach them almost every day i say guys you know we have to work first and then we we'll play after <laughs> work first play after well, all i'm trying to do all we are trying to do as friends myself and their mom is to teach them that you need to delay gratification to do the things that are important first and i believe that's what god was trying to show to us in genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 where he finished his work the bible says he finished his work and then rested the kingdom of god is a kingdom of work that's the very very first thing we see about God so when we sit idle when when we are lazy we shrink the presence of God out of our lives because God does not like a lazy person he doesn't call a lazy person God will never give a vision to a lazy person let me say that again God will never give visions and ideas and assignments to a lazy person how do I know I have checked the Bible's, come through the Bible from beginning to the end. There isn't any lazy person in particular that God called. Every single person God called, either in Old Testament or Jesus calling people in the New Testament you know, to, to, to be his disciples, they were working. In fact, most of them were at work while God called them. Should I give examples? Let's talk about David. David was busy, busy tending to his father's sheep. Even though David was supposed to be a man that was resentful, angry, bitter, all kinds of things that could spell the excuses that would make David not to work. Because I mean, who puts their son, their last born, to go and tend to sheep where there is lion, where there are lion and bears and and wild animals? Who would do that? If not that it's like a murder mission. (laughs) You just want to kill the child. But David wasn't resentful. He wasn't bitter. In fact, what we learned was that even in that predicament, David learned how to play the app. <laughs> he will play the music. That was how someone said, I, I have seen the son of jay <laughs> who is good at this who is good at that because maybe while David was tending to the sheep he was developing himself was growing it was David had no excuses oh my goodness is somebody listening to this even where things are challenging where you're supposed to be resentful bitter blaming other people blaming your parents blaming your father there are some people today the only reason why they're idle the reason why they're lazy the reason why they they with God is you know it's full of excuses it's simply because they are blaming one person or the other ah if only i had this if only my mom did not leave me if only this if only i had more money i would have served god better (laughs) you know Mm -mm -mm -mm. a life of excuses will never please god and a lazy hand will never please god so the kingdom of god is not a place of idleness it's a place of work jesus said my father walk my father walketh, either to i walk So Jesus is trying to give us a picture of who God is, the nature of God, that if God is (laughs) walking, he is walking, what should you and I be doing? We must be walking. All right. God is a God of work. All right. In fact, the very first blessings that God pronounced on man is evidence that we are not we were not created to be lazy or to buy listen to the blessing genesis chapter 1 verse 28 we really, literally i read it like this it says god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth subdue it rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the earth when god says be fruitful right if you're going to be fruitful it means you're going to put seed into the ground <laughs> yeah it means you're going to is think of fruitfulness as a farmer that has a seed that's been committed a seed into his hand to do something with the seed so that it can be fruitful so the kingdom of god is not just a kingdom of work it's a kingdom of fruitfulness oh my god did somebody catch that the kingdom of god is a kingdom of fruitfulness you cannot be in the kingdom of god and be a child of god when you are not a bastard and you will not be fruitful in fact god, god God does not like people who are not fruitful. How do I know? The Bible clearly says in, 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 in John chapter 15, that anyone, any tree that is inside of him that is not bearing fruit will be hewn down and cast into the fire. So if you call yourself a child of God and you belong to this kingdom of God, you've got to be walking. You've got to be fruitful. In other words, the evidence of your association of your sonship has got to be fruits either fruits in terms of you know bringing people to repentance or fruits in your life you know of the holy spirit that we are seeing that you've got to be a bearer of fruits somebody say it after me say i've got to be a bearer of fruits i've got to be a bearer of fruits so f- faithfulness is not or fruitfulness sorry is not an idol endeavor fruitfulness is a result of work, a result of you putting in the work. So Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me, listen to this. In other words, anyone who is a child of God, anyone who calls himself, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, you know, a child of God, he says, listen, that person will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. If you do not have a desire to do at least what Jesus did, <laughs> something is wrong with your sonship. Something is wrong with your belief in God. This is why I believe this message is a challenge to any child of God listening to this. God wants you to have a desire, a zeal, a commitment to do at least your, the minimum requirement is the same works Jesus did in our generation. Knowing very much well that his generation was even, was his even, generation was different from, from ours, right? G- Jesus' generation was different. And yet Jesus was, the Bible says he went all about doing good and healing that our, all that were oppressed of the devil. This means that you and I, we must also be going all about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil in whatever area that God has called us into. The kingdom of God is a place where you and I, must work and we must be fruitful I've got um, um was it called a text for us today Matthew chapter 25 Matthew chapter 25 a text that many of us are very very familiar with um is the parable of the talents and that's the point um, that I believe God wants me to share with today and I'm go- just going to read that scripture and we're going to discuss it together uh, and just just flow I I want you to um, reflect on the words of the scripture, as the holy spirit helps us to pick out things and i'm going to be sharing with you five reasons why many people are lazy and you know five signs that you are lazy Okay, this, this two things will, will be where we would you know, what we would really expand upon today. And I hope that it will open up your eyes to any areas of your life where you need to pick up pace. Alright, so the Bible says again, that's from verse 14, Matthew chapter 25, the kingdom of heaven, look at it. it said the kingdom of heaven. So literally, what we are doing here is this parable is a, a, a an example, a parable that shows what the kingdom of God is like what the kingdom of heaven is like. Alright, so Follow me as we go on. All right. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called. Somebody say called. <laughs> he called. God has called you. He has called me. He has called every one of us. If you're a believer, there's a calling upon your life. That's why God told Jeremiah. He so said, before you know you were before you were conceived in the womb, I knew you. All right, so there's a calling, and I ordained you. There's a calling on your life. Let's get that settled. You may not be aware of that calling, all right, um, but there is a calling on your life. So the Bible says that the man was going on a long trip, and he called together his servants. And every calling always end up with an entrusting. Listen, it says he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them. Every calling has an entrusting, has an entrusting, a gifting, a, a, a equipping, an anointing, a power, authority, a bestowment, an endowment. Every calling comes with an endowment. This means that if you are lazy, you are wasting what has been entrusted into your hands. And I don't know about you. If you give someone your money and they waste it, even if it's a gift, <laughs> or, uh, you know, and they waste it and they have nothing to show for it, I doubt if you give that person another money another time. But that's a lesson for another day. So there's an entrusting. He said, he entrusted his money. P- please pay attention to his money, not their money. He's, he didn't give them totally. He entrusted his money to them, <laughs> okay? So all that God is given to you is his, all right? And you cannot afford to be lazy with them. The life that you live is his, huh? hello? The breath that you breathe is his. Oh, by the way, you didn't know, Genesis 2, verse seven will tell you that God breathed his breath you that's what makes you very different from any other animal all right it's the breath of god that you carry that's an entrusting not only that the job that you're doing right now is an entrusting yes the people in your life that are catering to your growth and all of that is an entrusting all the things that are really helping you become who you are created to be they are entrustment from god your talent your gift your treasure your resources they are all an entrust Thing from God, right? Listen, it says he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Verse five fifteen 15, he gave them five bags of silver, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to the abilities. God will not give you what is more than your ability, God will not entrust you with what is beyond you. I know sometimes we normally say this and say, Oh, um um maybe whatever god has called you to do is bigger than you the truth is it is bigger than you but it is also according to your ability however seemingly big however seemingly massive what god has been inspiring you to do calling you to do listen to this it is according to your ability in other words god knows that you can do it god knows that through you he can part the red sea God knows that through you, He can lead a nation out of slavery. Are you following me? God knows that what he has committed into your hands. You have the capacity. He has given you the equipment, the talent, the gifting, the emotions, the, the, the personality, everything to get it done. He has according in proportion to the abilities. Then he left on his trip. No wonder Jesus said, he said that any, uh, uh, um, the greater works than I have done, you will do because I go to my father. So li- literally, this is an example, a, a, a parable that is literally showing our lives. Jesus goes, he went to his father and he gave us work to do and entrusted. Verse 16 says, the servant who received the five bags began. Somebody said began. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. When will you begin? It's been 10 years now that God gave you that vision. It's been five years now that God gave you that vision. When when will you begin? When do you want to start? And you've been saying when I graduate, I will start. Okay. You have now graduated, it's been three years. Sister Esther, Brother Jeremiah, when will you start? The person that gave five began to invest. He must begin. You must shun every excuses and just start. Start with what you have, start where you are. Start with what you have, start where you are. One person at a time. Begin now. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Can God count on you to begin what He has entrusted you with? Or are you so full of excuses such that your laziness is rubbing off on all the people around you, can God count on you? He says he began to invest the money. He began. If you have the courage to start, you have the courage to succeed. But if you don't start, you will never succeed. It is not a curse. Let me say that again for the people at the back. If you have the courage to start, you have the courage to succeed. But if you don't start, you will never succeed. It takes starting to gain momentum but you need to start first. So the man that they were given, that they gave 5% five five bags to brought five bags more. The one that gave two brought back two bags more, right? And the one that gave one, the Bible says, verse 18, the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and he the master's money. Somebody's watching this right now and you're hiding God's entrusting. God has given you money. You have never done anything of god without money in fact, you're one of those people who are criticizing never to give money to church ah don't give money your pastor is chopping your money okay but you, you are not even giving it as tight an offering where what are you <laughs> The devil has so robbed some people that they are so full of excuses, they will never get anything of God done. They will just be looking for. Have you ever noticed it's the people who are struggling to give that ones that will be on social media arguing, hey, tight, hey, that is wrong. If God is your God, you it's just laziness that is killing you. You just focus on you and God. Focus on your relationship with God and do what he has called you to do. Stop hiding your talents. Stop hiding your money. Stop hiding your life. Stop hiding your time. Do something with what God has. Everything you are giving right now is an entrusting and you are going to give account. How do I know? Listen, the Bible says, after a long time, verse 19, the, the master returned from his trip and called to give an account of how they had used their money. Everything you have been entrusted with, you give an account. That student that is attending lectures for seven weeks, And when the assignment came, remember where we started from? When the assignment came, that's the point to give an account of all you have been learning. Give an account, write that assignment. And the student came with excuses, please help me with a blank sheet of paper. I hope you will not go to heaven with a blank sheet of paper. If you die today, God forbid, that book that God told you to write, that program that God asked you to start, even allowed you to cross from one country to another country, for greener pasture so you have no more excuse because you said it was the electricity in africa that is affecting you now god has allowed you to move (laughs) to where electricity is now okay and you are still not doing it yet it's been five years you still have not started so what is your excuse again you said you want to get married okay god said okay god allow you to get married now you are married you have two children you still have (laughs) is this children ah okay you said you told god you said ah god when i get a job ah i will be able to do this now you have the job when are we going to see the fruits of his entrusting in your life five reasons why people are lazy let me show you verse 24 and verse 25 um, i mean the the people who who have results to show god god rewarded them in fact literally the bible says you know each of them god told them well done my good and faithful servant you have been faithful in handling this small amount in the kingdom of God, listen to this. It's how you handle the small things that determines whether big things will be committed into your hands. Please help me write that down in your notes and on the tablet of your heart so you never forget. In the kingdom of God, God will usually give small things first. It is how you handle that those, that's those small things that determines how... How much it will later now commit into your hands. God does not just commit big things into people's hands. You see, all those people that we admire, in you know, all those wonderful and amazing children of God that we admire, that we are always, you know, they started with small things. So, some of them, if you ask them, you know, one of my friends wrote on, on social media how he started this church some years back. And for two, three years, I think they did not grow, wait, I think for five years or something like that, he said, they didn't grow more than 50, <laughs> 50 or 30. And he was faithful. He was faithful. He was there. Even though he said, you know, sometimes he was discouraged and all. But he was there. For five years, 50 people. Some people would have said, ah, maybe God didn't call us. Ah, maybe God didn't call me after all. How, how, how faithful will you be in the little? Because that would determine God committing more into your hands. If you cannot be faithful with 50, why should God commit 500 into your hands? You can't be faithful with five. Why should he give you 50? It is even you, let, I mean, let us let's let's bring it home. Even you, you give someone five dollars or five thousand naira or you know whatever currency in the part of the world you're in, right? And you give it to the person to help you invest, to just help you invest. You came back one year after, and the person told you, ah, take back your five dollars. So five years after, now, one year after, take back your five dollars, so There there's nothing really to invest it in, you know. How would you feel? How would you feel? We must give an account. We must give an account. So I want to show you verse 24 and 25. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, (laughs) I knew you were a harsh man, investing crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. (laughs) Verse 26, but the master replied, You wicked lazy servant laziness is wickedness laziness is wickedness <sighs> somebody help me type it up put it on your facebook put it on your social media put it everywhere laziness is wickedness idleness is wickedness. why because as long as you are lazy all the destinies and the souls that are aligned with your life that are connected to your destiny and your purpose and your calling they will never find freedom unless God has mercy and how to call somebody else to replace you. Do you, can you, can can you put that into perspective for a second? All these five years and 10 years that you've been given excuses that you didn't write the book God asked you to write, that you did not start the program God asked you to start, that you don't write, did, did not start the application that God asked you to start or did not begin that thing that God asked you to begin, it means that destiny is wasting away. Some people have died though. Some people have, 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 are committing crimes right now. Some people are addicted right now. Some people's marriages are failed because you failed to answer the call of God on your life. Because you are full of excuses. That's why laziness is akin to wickedness. And can we just settle this? If it is akin to wickedness, it means laziness is a sin. It's a sin against God. Somebody is watching this right now. and You need to repent. In that area of life where you've been, where you've been lazy, you need to repent. You need to repent. You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate why didn't you deposit my money in the bank why why didn't you at least start with something why didn't you start small literally that that is exactly what god is the god is trying to show us here why didn't you at least start small why didn't you at least begin from somewhere Why? why are you so full of excuses why why are you so full of excuses if you knew that this is why didn't you start from somewhere because of our time right i'm going to give you five reasons or or, uh, five reasons why people are lazy uh, maybe next week i'll talk about the five signs that you are lazy um, number one ignorance that man said um, uh, he was telling the master I said i know you are a hard man um and you reap where you did not sow but clearly that was wrong it means he didn't actually know the master he didn't know the master he was ignorant he thought he knew his master but forgive me th- that doesn't even make any sense they ask you to sow something and you are blaming, yeah, excusing it on your master. Number two, which brings us to number two, full of excuses. People are lazy when they are full of excuses. You know, I, I knew you are a hard man. That's just an excuse. At least put the money in the bank and then talk about the hard man later. <laughs> did, that, did the fact that, you know, the master is a hard man who held your hand? from 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 investing that money and this is why listen this is why many people are so ignorant about god that they misconstrue the identity of god and use it as an excuse for their laziness did you get that some people misconstrue the identity of god ah eh, you know if we we do this now what if what if what if the book doesn't sell because sometimes you know things of god don't really sell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, you know just a different kind of excuses, you know. Ah, people don't buy things of God. They don't watch God's movies. They don't read God's godly books anymore these days. Uh, a lot of people are doing it. A lot of children of God are doing it. You know, it's just full of excuses. Excuses here and there. In my own opinion, that's irresponsibility. A life of excuses is an irresponsible life. Let me say that again. A life of excuses is an irresponsible life. A lazy life is also an irresponsible life. An irresponsible life will never give responsibility to the abilities that God has given to them. Let me say that again. An irresponsible life will never give responsibility to the abilities that God has given to them. Please don't be irresponsible. How to know that you are irresponsible is when all your life, all the things that God has committed into your hand, all the ideas that God has given to you, all the vision he has placed in your hands, you have never done any of them. It's always one excuse after the other. God, but you know I'm studying. But God, you know I have, uh, <laughs> but God, you know I'm not yet married. But God, you know I don't have a job yet. But God, you know, I'm in this Nigeria, this Africa, these things are tough. <laughs> that's how you know you are lazy. Full of excuses. And I always say this, you are not a failure until you start blaming someone. You are not a failure until you start blaming someone. The day you start blaming someone about something, that's when you are, you know you are a failure. Capital failure in that area of life. Because successful people don't blame people. They don't look for people to blame. They put the blame on themselves and they get the work done. Put, the, the, when, you, when you are responsible, you don't blame anybody. You don't have excuses. Number three, assumption. There are some people who make assumptions about life. That's the reason you know, why they have never done anything. And people who make assumptions, they just have a fixed mindset. This is how things work in this area. There's no way around it, so it can never be done. Pam, finished. Or they say things like, nobody has ever done in my family, so it means I can never do it. They just assume that it can never be done. They just have this fixed mindset, this, this thing that boom, boom, sorted. And because of that, they don't have any <laughs> commitment to what God has called them to do. You know, for some people, they assume that prayer is hard. That's why their work with God and their altar is. is how about you go learn? Like, like the disciples that asked Jesus at the point said, Lord, teach us how to pray. we we, we can't get this right if jesus we're seeing you doing it it must be easy for you so teach us how to do it the disciples learned that they cannot continue to live by their excuses so they had to ask for help don't be too proud to ask for help that thing that you're giving excuses about there's someone who can show you the way stop assuming stop having a fixed mindset all right number three fear the guy said he was afraid Fear is one of the reasons why many people are lazy. What if this? What if that? The Bible talks in, in the book of Proverbs, you know, that the lazy man says there's a lion on the road. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 26, verse 13. And that's why he cannot go out. <laughs> that's why that's why he cannot sow. says, who observes whoever observes the wind will not sow. Just fear. I, if I gram, sow it now, eh, the wind will just carry everything away. Why don't you sow first and let the wind carry it? Because if you don't, if if you don't ask any question, the answer is always no. It is the question that you ask that you know whether it's yes or no. Some people are listening to me right now. You've had this vision and this dream and this thing that God has told you to apply to a school, right? It's been more than three years now. You have not even applied. Why? Because you keep saying that they will reject it if I applied. But you have not even applied. Let them reject you. Do you know that it's worse not to even apply than to apply and be rejected? At least you've heard that they, okay, they have said no. Worse, what's worse is that you didn't apply at all. But I don't have money. Do you need money to even apply? To just apply at least. Maybe one day I will share the story of my PhD. I applied, I can't even remember how many applications I sent, minimum of about 40, 50 applications. And I only heard back from like maybe five and got admission from two. Imagine if I only applied 10 times. Imagine if I didn't apply at all. But look at where we are today. Don't let fear stop you. Exodus 11 verse 4, he who watches the wind will never sow and he who looks at the cloud will not reap. I pray that you will not look at the cloud so that you can reap, so that you can gain harvest in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And lastly, number five, a lack of purpose. We saw that servant lacked purpose. He lacked, purpose means the right reason to do something, the original reason to do something. The original reason why he was given the the bag of silver was to invest it. But he had his own reason. That's a lack of purpose. Anytime you faction out a reason other than God's own reason for your life, it means you lack purpose. Let me say that again. There are two kinds of purposes God's purpose for your life and your own purpose, your own reason. Your own reason is an excuse. <laughs> God's reason is the ultimate. So this guy factioned out his own purpose, factioned out his own reason why that thing would not work. And because of that, he created a, 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 a sense of idleness because he just hid the thing in the ground and walked away waste of life some of you are hiding your writing talent your talent to write your talent to code your talent to speak to people to communicate you're hiding it and you're walking away doing one job like that what if you die today i have a question for you and we finish if you die today or if let's assume you you, God says let's set up a tribunal about whether you should continue to live and the question is tell us why we should allow you to continue to live show us the results of the last 30 years 40 years 50 years of your life so far show us the result and that result will determine whether we should allow you to continue to live. Do you have anything to show? We'll talk about it next week. But one of the signs that you are lazy is when you have nothing to show. Ezekiah went before God when God told him, "Set your house in order; you're about to go." Ezekiah said, "For God," he presented his results before God. He said, "God, see, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that, Father." <laughs> Please now, look at this. That's the kind of tribunal I'm talking about. And because of what he showed, God gave him 15 more, 15 years more. Listen, what would you have to show to God if you were called to heaven's tribunal today? Do you have anything to show? That book you've been asked to write, that thing you've been asked to start, those young people God asked you to put together, That application God asks you to write the code for, or that website, that blog, that social media initiative, whatever it is, that community, that non-governmental organization, that coaching program, what excuses? Are you going to present excuses before God? God, I'm waiting to get married, but God, you know. Or are you going to show results? I want to pray for you. If if you're full of excuses, you need to repent right now. But if you have results to show, I want you to say, Lord, I am willing to do your work. I want to put aside all my excuses. Give me the grace. Surround me with the right people. Help me to alleviate all my excuses and assumptions, my fears and worries, so I can get into what you have called me to do. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for this honest daughter of yours, this honest son of yours, who's saying that they are ready to get rid of all their excuses and begin to live a life that is pleasing to you, to begin to do something what you have entrusted them with. Lord, I pray that from today, you give them the grace, you surround them with the right people, the right resources that will enable them to get into what you have called them to do. That you are entrusting on their life will not go to waste. That these ones will not be labeled wicked and lazy. That Lord, whenever they are called upon to give an account of all that you have entrusted them with, they will have fruits to show. They will be fruitful. They will multiply. They will subdue the earth and they will have dominion. These ones, they they will have the courage and the strength to begin what you have called them to do. They will not be lazy they will not be idle thank you father as we continue in this series we as you open our hearts to how we can leverage all that you have for us in your kingdom to live a life of dominion we give you praise and we thank you in jesus mighty name amen amen hey i hope this episode was a blessing to you if it has blessed you please do share it with your friends and family. If this is your first time on the Purpose Preacher podcast, kindly subscribe so you never get to miss another episode. I want you to read the show notes for this episode as well so you get to find out the steps you can take to literally take action on this episode that you've listened to. I believe this has been a blessing to you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.